is the Todd Vino Show on News 95.7. Time now for Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. Brought to you by Clinton Wilkins Mortgage Team. some Bob Dylan for your uh, Saturday morning intro to Clinton Wilkins. Clinton, are you a Bob Dylan fan? I mean, who isn't? <laughs> That's a great response. What about his, some people don't like his voice, though, right? They don't, they can't get well, past I mean, the voice. I think, I think that's like everything. You can't keep everybody happy. That's true. That's true, except your clients. Your clients are always happy, I, right? I mean, our clients are always happy, and uh, we have a lot of them, so that's great. And um, I think that everyone in Canada really wants to be a homeowner, and we're here to make that dream come true. I know it's a challenging time for people, but people are still buying homes. And I think that mortgage brokers right now are even more important than they ever have been because there's a lot of bank branches and credit unions that are closed completely, and a lot that have reduced hours or even reduced capacity to be able to help people. So I think it's really, um, it's a, it's a great time for us to really show what we can do well and, uh, help consumers through the time. Absolutely. So to that, Clinton Wilkins is sticking around to the bottom of the hour and we're taking your questions, mortgage related questions in these troubling times. And the way to reach us to ask this guy these important questions, there's a couple of ways, 902-405-6000. That is the way to reach us locally, 902-405-6000. Or you can call us at 877-801-8255. Again, 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Clinton, for those who might not know the difference between just going to the bank, one of the big banks, asking for your mortgage where you might have banked for many years, as opposed to having a mortgage broker give everybody an overview of what that difference is and what the advantages are to to using the broker approach. Well, we deal with a variety of different lenders, I think, which is great. And we're only doing one set of documentation, one application, one credit bureau, and we've access to about 40 different lenders. And some of those lenders are the big five. So, you know, it's really about providing that expert advice. And I used this analogy to someone the other day, and I know that, you know, Costco and Walmart are sometimes a hot topic right now during everything that's going on with COVID, but we're like a Costco that only sells toilet paper. We're not trying to sell you anything else, but we have the buying volume and we're the expert in just one specific thing. So if you really love going out and buying your toilet paper, because I know that that was kind of a thing that was happening, um, and you want that expert advice and you want the best price, then I think a mortgage broker is the way to go. Every consumer should be using a mortgage broker. When I first started in this industry 14 years ago, 60% of mortgages were still being done in a branch. But I think that was really around education. And I heard a stat recently that now 90% of first-time homebuyers are using a mortgage broker. People are just becoming more educated, and bank branches are doing less and less mortgages in the branch because they are complex. Okay, again, uh, we want to hear from you. We want questions for Clinton. He is the mortgage guru. Nobody knows more about this business than this guy. And the way to reach us is 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Clinton, what are some of the more frequent questions you're hearing in, in these, again, kind of difficult times right now? What are you hearing from your clients right now? Well, I think that it's, it's a challenging time no matter what. And uh, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. 
and people are looking to save money and they're looking to have, you know, a great rate, but also that expert advice. And I think that based on our experience, we're able to make it seamless for consumers. We've really adapted to, you know, the technology. Um, you don't need to sit in front of us where a lot of banks, you still have to go into the branch to get a mortgage. We're able to do it over the phone. We're able to do it over the uh, internet and email. And a lot of our documents we're now able to sign electronically. So we really have adapted and it's making us better and stronger. And consumers are getting a more seamless experience. And uh, it's just making it a little bit, uh, reducing those headaches and a lot of those barriers around still moving forward and still doing business. Do you think a lot of that way of doing business will stick around after the fact? Or do you think, or, or would you like to see more one-on-one back in the office type thing? You know what? I think I will see more of my consumers face-to-face once everything does open up. But I'm excited that we've learned this new technology. We weren't using e-signatures before this. And we're going to continue leveraging that technology even when things do open up because not everyone wants to see someone face-to-face. The way that we're going to do business has been permanently changed. We're not going to go back to doing it the old way. We had 10,000 paper files on hand before this pandemic, and guess what? We have been scanning 25 banker's boxes of paper every single week and getting shredded. It's so liberating. I feel great about it, and I can tell you I'm able to provide a better level of customer service to my consumers because I don't have to worry about going and finding a piece of paper from 10 years ago. I can just pull it up. All right, we've got a, a question for you, and the wait again for questions to reach us is 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Rick, good morning. Hi, how you doing? Well, go ahead with your question for Clinton. Um, I, I recently took advantage of that COVID cash that they were giving out to small businesses, and I was looking mm-hmm. for something to do with it. And I, I, I wanted to pay down my mortgage, but my mortgage is coming to the end, so... Most of the interest is paid for. Isn't that the way that works? They charge you most of the interest when you start paying, so at the end there's not that much left. So I'm thinking maybe I, I should be better off paying my line of credit. I think that's a great question. Um, so if you're talking about the um, business bank account, that has certain regulations on what you can spend the money for. So you should, I think you should check with your accountant on where you can actually put those funds because there are some regulations. Um, if there's other funds that you're getting coming in and you want to allocate them different ways, then that's fine. Um, in terms of paying down your mortgage, whether it's at the beginning or whether it's at the end, the interest that you're paying is calculated semi-annually with most mortgage lenders, and it's based on what you owe on that day. So it doesn't matter what your amortization is. It's really based on the actual balance of the mortgage. So if you have the available cash and you want to pay down a mortgage, it doesn't matter where that amortization is. It's really based on what you owe is how much you're going to pay monthly in terms of of interest. So I hope that helps. Does that help you, Rick? Yes, thank you very much. Okay, you got it. Questions just like that. We want to hear from you, 902-405-6000. Or eight seven seven eight zero one eight two five five, and and Clint, you must get a lot of those types of questions, right? That that people get a get a chunk of money, and and I'm sure they've got more, or they've got financial advisors who are telling them to invest it. You've got other people saying pay down the mortgage. What what's what's some rules of thumb with this type of thing? I think it's a balance, and I think it's a fine line. Um, in our opinion, mortgage rates are almost at all time lows. 
So if you're comfortable investing your funds, I think now's a great time to invest. And I would ride out these low rates for as long as we can. You know, mortgage rates now are below 3%. And even the last week, even since we did our last show a couple weeks ago, Todd, the rates are down. And I did speak on that the rates kind of spiked a little bit after everything happened with COVID because there was some um, liquidity issues with the bank. But there's been trillions of dollars pumped into the banking system and into the economy. And the rates are starting to come down again. You know, if clients are buying a home, the rates are around 2.5% right now, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And more consumers are taking a fixed rate just because there is a lot of uncertainty even though the prime rate is down right now, bank prime for majority of lenders is down to 2.45, but the discounts on prime that we were once offering uh, kind of have been eroded. So uh, usually the mortgages these days are somewhere around prime or maybe prime minus 20 or 25. So although you'll still get a great rate on a variable, you could get a rate at 2.2 or 2.25. We all know that the prime rate is going to go back up. So more consumers are going fixed today than they have before, but even consumers that are in a variable rate, and if we did your variable before the whole pandemic issue, ride that wave because a lot of our consumers are at prime minus 100, and they're having interest rates at like 1.5%, 1.45, which is great. Those consumers, we've really told them to either you know save the difference from their monthly payment, or in some cases where their payment stays the same, it's paying down their mortgage much, much faster, which is great. There's certainly an upside to when the economy is it's uh, challenged, you know, the rates are down, the price of gas is down, and people are spending less money, Todd. Mm-hmm. Less people are going to Starbucks, right. people are not eating out, you know, they're still maybe doing some takeout, but, you know, they're not going to the mall and shopping. Mm-hmm. Consumers, even though 50%, I heard, you know, have had some impact in their household in terms of their income, people are going out and spending less money. So the smart consumers and the consumers that are still working, now is a great time to save and maybe invest your money, but I'd pay down your mortgage last. I'd ride out these low rates for as long as we can. Okay, again, more questions. Want to hear from you, 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Rick, you've got a question for Clinton. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, just considering the you know low rates now, uh, might be a good time to uh, remortgage to do some renovations and or energy upgrades that would save you money down the road, you know, kind of balance it out think that's a great idea? I think that's a wonderful idea. We have lots of consumers that are looking at doing refinances right now, and you can refinance up to 80% of the market value of your home. Um, we've had consumers that are actually coming to see us, and I've seen actually quite a few the last couple of weeks that own their homes free and clear, that are putting a mortgage on there either to pay down some unsecured debt, or some that are taking the equity out to do investments, and there's some, uh, like in your scenario, that are wanting to do improvements to their property you know, while the rates are low, I think that's, it's a great time to do it. And, you know, people are home more than they ever have been and they have time to arrange things like mortgages. And, you know, we're here to help and we're still mortgage lending every single day. So I think that's certainly a great opportunity. And just to reiterate, you can refinance up to 80% of the market value of your home. And if you do already have a mortgage or a home equity line of credit on there, it's 80% of the current market value and then we would pay out whatever existing debt you would have. And uh, the proceeds you can certainly use towards renovations, investments, or paying down any unsecured debt. Thanks, Rick. Okay. I appreciate the call, my friend. Take care. 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. That's the way to reach us. We'll continue with your calls for Clinton when we come back. 
I should also mention a, a big welcome to our audience listening in in 1310 in Ottawa. That was at the top of the hour. I was remiss not to do so. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. And glad you're along for the ride. It's Mortgage 101 with Clinton Wilkins taking your mortgage-related questions. The way to reach us is 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. And Darlene, you've called with a question for Clinton. Go ahead. Yes. I'm just wondering, with, with being able to defer your mortgage, if you were looking to start up a small business and needed a small loan, would it be worth your while to defer a payment and kind of use that money as a small loan? I think um, everybody's situation is a little bit different. And if your existing income has been impacted by COVID, certainly go and do a deferral. Um, I think if you're still working and you're going to seek a deferral from um, your existing lender to stop your mortgage payments, I think that that might not be the right purpose. So I think that um, everybody's case is different, and I think that you kind of need to evaluate it on a case-by-case basis. But, you know, the deferrals you're going to pay over the term of the mortgage, uh, you're still paying interest on that deferral. So I think that it could be a very expensive loan. Okay. And does ref- deferring a mortgage payment affect your credit rating? Initially, uh, there was some uncertainty around this and lots of noise in the media. But the majority of mortgage lenders, um, and I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say everyone uh, is not going to report this as a late payment as long as you have it deferred. Some consumers were um, under the misconception that they could just stop their mortgage payment. Right. So without the concurrence of their lender, um, that could be considered a late. So if you do need to do a deferral, make sure you're doing it you know, 10 days minimum before your payment's due to come out of your account. And if you're not able to get a deferral arranged beforehand, make that payment, uh, make the payment that's coming up that's due, and then get on the horn to your lender. Because initially there was very long wait times to talk to a lot of these lenders. Um, I heard one of the big five, when you called into their telephone banking, it was actually eight hours on the telephone one day. So I think a lot of that's been worked through now. Um, most of the lenders that we deal with are right up to date. They're getting less than 200 requests a day. But initially, they were getting thousands and thousands of requests a day. So as you can imagine, it takes some time to work through that backlog. Um, but what I would say is if your income has been impacted, certainly reach out to any of your lenders. Everyone's willing to work with you to do the referral. Some are doing it on a one-month basis. Some are doing it for three months at a time. Some are doing it for six months at a time, carte blanche. But a lot of lenders have set up a resource page on their website. And we actually have a link on our website at teamclinton.ca. There is a COVID-19 resource page. And a lot of the lenders have a form that you can fill out directly on their website where you don't even need to call into telephone banking to make any of those arrangements. So that's great. And I think that's typically the best way to proceed. If you need to do it for all, I would check online first. Okay, perfect. Thank you Thank very much. Thank you, Darlene. Appreciate it. 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. That's the way to reach us. We've got a few minutes left. Again, 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Clinton, when people talk to their lender and they get the deferral, perhaps they should ask that question. Say, look, I want to make sure this doesn't get reported as a missed payment, whatever. Could you put together an email and just send that to me just to verify that? Is, is there a, instead of just, because I've run into this, 
somebody said something on the phone and it's not come to pass and then you don't have any proof that they've offered that to you. What are your thoughts on that? I think that uh, information is power. And sometimes people are going in and asking for a deferral, but it's actually a skip a payment and maybe a skip a payment may be reported as late. I think that when you get the deferral, you need to find out when you're going to make that up. Are you making that up over the term of the rest of the mortgage? Are you going to make it up over the rest of the amortization of the mortgage? Are you going to make it up at the end? Is it going to be scheduled at a later date? So I think that you really need to find out when is that payment that you normally need to make? When does it need to be made? Also, a lot of borrowers have their property taxes um, collected with their mortgage payments. Right. So you need to find out. Exactly. Are you still going to make your property tax payment? Yeah. Does that need to be caught up later? There's a lot of uncertainties, and everybody's situation is different. And every lender is uh, handling it a little bit different because there's not uh, one rule across the board for everyone. So I think that you need to ask some questions around deferrals and only seek a deferral if you really do need it. Okay, again, nine, uh, again, 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. So you raise a good point in, in that in that account, that side account for the property taxes, if you're not putting that money in for three months, you're going to be deficient in that number at the end of the year, right, when that comes to be paid? That's an interesting point I hadn't thought of, right? Exactly. And we see that uh, with consumers all the time because in uh, in Halifax, and I'm not sure because I know uh, in Ottawa they're listening as well, but in Halifax, uh, property taxes are paid semi-annually. Mm-hmm. And um, as we know, the tax rates change, but people's assessments also change. So oftentimes the taxes do go up and quite often people have a deficiency in their tax account anyway, and that's going to impact their payment for the following year. Um, So the bigger the deficiency, the more the increase in your payment. So people can really see a spike in their payment um, around that property tax account if obviously they're not contributing the right amount. Are we getting any information on on defaults or or defunct mortgages? Are we hearing anything, any statistics? Are you hearing anything anecdotally on this? I can tell you that some of the alternative lenders. uh, I saw an article that Home Capital, which owns Home Trust, um, they've seen a massive spike in their deficiencies because I think that some people didn't go in and do the deferral. They were just not making their mortgage payment. And then at the end of the day, that does count as a late payment. And they're seeing some of those because I think there's um, some misconception. I think some people thought that, you know, deferrals would just happen automatically. And that's not the way that it works. You need to seek it on an individual basis. And some lenders need you to to seek that deferral every single month. It's just like filing for EI. Mm -hmm. It's not amnesty. You're not, you're not, it's not amnesty for making your payment. You're deferring that payment to a later date. Yeah, and, and and as you mentioned, that noise in the media, right? We've heard so many things, and there was just this barrage of information in the early early days of this whole thing, and that's probably part of why there's misconceptions out there, right? And I, and I think that everyone needs to take control of their own finances. If you need help, you need to reach out. No one's going to be a better champion for you other than yourself. Right. And especially when you have time, people are at home. Take care of your... Um, situation. And that brings up a really great point around mortgage lending. We've reached out to a ton of our consumers that we can put in a better position. Some consumers are doing a midterm um, renewal where we're able to renew them into better rates because the rates now are, again, are almost at all-time lows. So it could make sense breaking your existing mortgage 
and rolling the penalty into a new term and take it at a lower rate. Especially if you're going to have your home for the next five years, the rates are very, very low. So if you have an interest rate today above 3%, it could make sense to break it and take a lower rate. Okay, so if any, if people, and I'm sure there are many out there, want to know all things Clinton Wilkins, how to get a hold of you guys, how do they, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys to access some of this incredible information and your services? Well, I think the first step is they should check us out online. There's a ton of great information on there, lots of blog posts. We have our COVID-19 resource page, information around uh, interest rate pricing. Check us out at teamclinton.ca forward slash radio and certainly reach out to us or another unbiased mortgage professional in your community. You know, I think mortgage brokers are the first place that you should go when you're thinking about doing mortgage lending, whether you're buying a home, whether you're doing a refinance or a renewal, reach out to a mortgage broker, get that expert advice. And uh, mortgage brokers are really here to help and also to save you money. Thank you, Clinton. I appreciate it. Look forward to uh, when we can chat here again in studio. Can't wait. Thanks, Todd. Okay, take care. Clinton Wilkins. Get a hold of this guy if you have mortgage a mortgage need of any kind or you're thinking about refinancing or whatever it might be. Absolutely the best in the business.